We'll begin with our Inspired Sharing Your Journey segment. Inspired Sharing Your Journey. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and today we have with us one of our wonderful permanent deacons from the Diocese of Fargo who serves Holy Family Parish in the south side of Grand Forks, Deacon Les Norrie, in studio with us today. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here. Deacon, it's wonderful to have you here. Father Gross and I love having company in the studio. It's so much more fun when you're present. <laughs> well, we want to hear first a little bit about uh, about yourself, um, uh, a little bit about your background, uh, what do you do for a living as a day job, and and uh, some all of those good things. Okay. Well, first of all, I certainly have a relationship with Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth, and her son our lord jesus christ and annette and i have been married 37 years we have two wonderful sons and two beautiful grandchildren uh, my day job and i earn a living for my family and the support of the church is through being a, a civil engineer and i serve our bishop and my pastor and the people of god here at holy family in grand forks and i gave it in that order because that really defines who a deacon is and what he does it's first and foremost of course with all of us a relationship with god and then serving the people of god starting at home and bringing the gospel everywhere he so, goes if i'm listening to you correctly and hearing you you're personally responsible for all the road construction right now not all the road construction <laughs> but maybe a good portion of it yes okay so so you really are an important person here you know not not just in the religious sense but secular sense well i would i would answer that this way i have a wonderful staff who takes very good <laughs> care of me and takes very good care of all that needs to be done so you know i i, I say that jokingly but in a, i'm really quite sincere to draw people's attentions to the fact that our permanent deacons like they really are key people in the world and key people in the church as well it goes hand in hand together it does and that's really a, a good point to a permanent deacon and, and the permanent diaconate we have uh, day jobs as father said and and we have lots of experiences through our lives and family life that we can really bring to the church to help uh, serve parishes and outside of parishes so deacon less for our listeners out there so you didn't start off catholic or thinking about being a catholic deacon where, where did you start spiritually and how did you find your way to where you are now i was raised lutheran and um but married a wonderful catholic woman and we started to have a family and decided that as i as i phrase it to make that call to unify our family and made that uh, call to start those dreaded classes because i i uh, knew it was going to take a little while and i wanted it done quickly of course but through the very good wisdom of the church uh, uh, it doesn't happen that way you have to go through a period of formation and discernment how old were you when that conviction starts coming in like that hey as the husband the father the man i should unify us spiritually what when did that kick in for you uh, i was 32 okay. um, joined the church in 1991 Okay. came into full communion with the church and easter vigil at 1990 in 1991 so so you you mentioned there that your plan was to make this a quick let's get it done but in reality what actually was your experience well again the, in the, the church that wants us and, and requires a, a 
period of formation and discernment to, to become Catholic, and that's a wonderful uh, experience because, again, mm, uh, I started out with the with the idea of, of unifying my family, but really through that formation, it came to be that I wanted to yes unify my family, but also but rather just through me, actually through Jesus and through God, and, and having a more intimate relationship with with Him. And that unifies the family. Isn't that so true about the the Christian journey, where we suddenly have this idea, "I'm going to do something good for another," and the end result actually means inner transformation that God is doing something even beyond anything I imagined for myself. And not, but that wasn't the intention. Yeah, right, absolutely not. But it, I've seen it so many times that it ends up being the intention for many people that they they start the process. And, and how long have you been a permanent deacon? Uh, since uh, 2014. Okay, and uh, tell us a little bit about the preparation that is involved, especially with the uh, time frame of the uh, uh, preparatory process and your wife's, uh, the necessity of your wife's uh, contribution to that process as well. Uh, it it started out uh, being, you know, whispers. Uh, the call everywhere my wife and I went, we were come in contact with deacons or deacon candidates, and finally it was it was funny. We both looked at each other one night over dinner and said, "Hmm, maybe we should explore this because it, it just keeps coming up over and over again." And and I and I uh, went to my pastor and talked to my pastor, and he gave me some very good advice about applying and starting the process and and continuing my discernment and the church's discernment and no matter what the outcome ordination or not i would be richly blessed by the by the process sure that would have been father phil ackerman at the time absolutely yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah and then uh, uh, going forward uh, made the application and uh, here in the diocese of fargo it, it's uh, it's a five-year process of, of weekends and 10 months out of the year and and it's I used to say it was a lot of work, but as I look back at it, at it it's really a lot of grace because uh, without the grace of God and the, and the support of uh, a wife and family, mm-hmm. it, it really wouldn't have been possible. How, how has this whole thing affected Annette and your marital relationship? How, how does that go hand in hand? All through the process, uh, um, Mary Deacon's wife has to give permission uh, twice in, in her own hand in writing to continue the process to, to the bishop uh, because again it, it's a it's a team sport they've said really uh, the door the deacon or is ordained but really it's a it's the deacon and his wife that are on that mission and, it, and it's really enriched out both enriched both of our lives We are visiting with Deacon Les Norrie from Holy Family Parish here in Grand Forks on today's edition of Real Presence Live. And I just want to give an indication that later on in this hour, we will have a straight talk segment where we invite you to bring your questions to Father Leffer and me. 877-795-0122 will be the number to call for that segment as well. And so you mentioned it's it's a team sport. How, you know, it's uh, Father Gross and I, we went through formation and we didn't have the assistance of a best friend or a spouse or somebody to either challenge us or encourage us or be in it together. So so we're coming at holy orders, you know, we're both ordained in holy orders, but you, in a way you could say you have kind of a complementary 
um, perspective on, on what it means to serve the Lord in an ordained ministry because your wife is in it with you. Absolutely. Um, again, with that, it's wonderful and critical, really. I would say for for a married deacon to have that support of of, of his wife and, and family, with because as I went through the, the my introduction, really, we can't neglect our our sacramental marriage to to do the sacrament of holy orders. The sacrament of marriage has to be first and healthy and whole in order to be a healthy and whole person in all the rest of our life. I understand that in your current parish uh, assignment, you have a hand in the RCIA process as people are inquiring about entering full communion in the Catholic faith. How does your own journey kind of inform and shape the way that you do that as these uh, adults are are entering into that themselves? True. Well, the RCIA is is the process by which uh, adults and children, uh, after the age of reason, come into the full communion with the church or or converted through uh, baptism. And certainly, my experience, I think a lot of a lot of people that I come in contact with that want to join the church can relate to um, about how that changes a person and, and, and how the interaction of family, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively, can have an, be part of that discernment and, and uh, decision process. What, what um, so Deacon Les, what, what is your, what would you say your relationship with the Holy Spirit is like? What, what has the Holy Spirit had to do, you know, from the beginning, even as a young man, marriage, discovering this call to the Lord, becoming Catholic, getting ordained a deacon, where, where do you recognize the Holy Spirit through this whole process? What has he had to do with this whole thing? Uh, I would much, obviously. Uh, looking back on things, you know, I had a oh, maybe a challenging childhood and maybe uh, by my own choice, maybe not so uh, not such a stellar uh, young man Hood, uh, but still looking back along that, seeing the Holy Spirit, how He was still guiding me to you know to my wife and to the to the church and all of that, and and really looking back on it, um, he, the Holy Spirit really did draw straight lines with my crooked path, and and take me where I needed to be. Now, Father Gross and I, we are <clears throat> we are under. You know, we've made certain promises and things as ordained. One of those is to pray the office, which which means the you know, uh, for sure five times a day we step aside to pray the psalms, and we're committed to that on behalf of the people for our own soul and salvation and for the people. Could you tell us as a permanent deacon what what um, commitment to prayer do, does the permanent deacon have, and how does that affect not only your ministry but your your marriage as well and family? What is that like for you? Permanent deacon is required to pray what's called the hinge pin of the of the uh, liturgy of the hours, so morning and evening prayer. And uh, often, my wife and I pray morning prayer separately, but we very much try to pray evening prayer together. So that it's it, again, just as you're saying, Father, it's we're praying for ourselves and and for uh, other souls, but also 
each other within our marriage. Do, do you recognize that sacrifice of prayer as going beyond you and affecting the community around you? Maybe your daily work as the engineer and all those people muttering about road construction, <laughs> but also the needs of the church. I mean, can you can can you recognize that in your in your life and in your ministry? Absolutely. Um, there's oh, many instances where uh, you know, praying before or during things that are occurring at, at home or work or wherever I'm at and just allowing the to be moved by the Spirit to hopefully go in the direction that He wants me to go and touch the people's lives that He wants me to touch. And, and again, that's all the all part of, 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 a, of a deacon's role, not just mine, but... Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking more about uh, the permanent deacon, uh, permanent diaconate, excuse me, as a whole, as we are preparing for a celebration in the Diocese of Fargo of the 40th anniversary of the restoration of the permanent diaconate. And we're going to need to step aside for just a couple of minutes, but we are bringing Deacon Les back after the break to conclude this interview. Also, if you have a question about the Catholic faith or anything about the world around us, call in during the Straight Talk uh, segment, or you can leave your questions on uh, the Facebook page. Later, how has our mother Mary been instrumental of the li- in the lives of mothers? Betsy Neepkins of the Diocese of Duluth will share more about that and many other great conversations to come. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross are here with you today. You're tuned in to Real Presence Live. Inspired. Sharing your journey. Welcome back to Real Presence Live as we continue our conversation with Deacon Les Norrie. We're going to be talking about the 40th anniversary celebration of the permanent diaconate in the Diocese of Fargo. That reminds me that one of those inaugural deacons, Deacon Sam Papino, is celebrating his 40th anniversary uh, with us at St. Mary's here in Grand Forks on the Sunday after Labor Day. So we will have Bishop Folda here uh, for that celebration for him and his family and our parish community. But we're looking at a wider uh, observance of the permanent diaconate, and we'll speak a little bit about what the identity of that ministry is. But Deacon Les, if you could just take us through some of the details of what we have cooking in the Diocese of Fargo to mark this occasion. Well, Bishop Folder will be celebrating a Mass to celebrate the permanent diaconate's 40th year anniversary in the diocese uh, at 10 a.m. Saturday, September 14th. And a reception and a meal will be downstairs of the cathedral after the event, and it's open to the public. So please come and help us celebrate 40 years of the permanent diaconate within the Diocese of Fargo. I'm, I'm kind of, it just struck me as we think about Deacon Sam, because yeah. he and I served together at the Newman Center for a number of years. And um, is there a brotherhood amongst you deacons? And I th- when I say that brotherhood, that means also like your wives as well. And, or what's, what, what is that? permanent deacon community like when you get together for your uh formation and so forth what what's that like we have continuing formation where we get together uh, every quarter uh, and it's it's really beautiful event we even we have silent retreats together and that's very painful as as you <laughs> but the you, silence not you, the prayer no, right? no, just no, to clarify you know, no, it's, it's painful it, it's painful in the event that getting together with our brother deacons and and their wives and, and you want to chew the fat yes we do and it, it's that it's it's maybe a better word would be challenging the, the silence is beautiful but it's challenging to be silent yeah yeah what is there um we're speaking about deacon sam that original class for 
are there permanent deacons who have been an inspiration to you along the journey that called you in or that you'd hold as an example for you know why why you felt the calling absolutely uh that was part of part of those whispers about running into uh permanent deacons at banquets and and uh, training we were taking that we had no idea that there would be deacons there or or deacon candidates and 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 the addition and the fellowship of the uh, deacon candidates of the of the ordination classes before me and yes it was very much inspiring and my journey is there uh, have a lot of responsibility it, it, if if there's a, somebody listening right now a, a man or a married couple right now who are hearing this and feeling kind of the holy spirit tapping them what do you have any words of encouragement or advice or kind of a first step that they might take to start this journey or process i would echo father ackerman's advice uh, if you're hearing those whispers and have any inkling that, it, that you might be calling to the diaconate by all means, apply. Uh, start the discernment process and the formation process of, of both you and your spouse and the, and the church. And no matter the outcome, ordination or not, you will, your lives will be greatly enriched by the process. With uh, both one's par- parish pastor and the vocation director of your respective diocese, that would be a great way to go, too. Uh, sadly, we've come to the end of our time with you here today, Deacon, but thank you so much for sharing a few minutes with us and uh, sharing your story about your call to the permanent diaconate. Blessings to you in the future. Thank you very much, and bless you all. Thank you very much, Deacon.